You are listening to Gangland Wire, hosted by former Kansas City Police Intelligence Unit Detective Gary Jenkins. Welcome all you wirecappers out there. This is a special bonus episode I call Wearing a Wire on Steve St. John. You may or may not know that I've reconnected with a guy named Steve St. John in Kansas City here when I was making the movie. He helped me out immensely. Uh, he uh, got me a stripper, a real deal stripper for the stripper reenactment scene. He got me a uh, guy that had a really good high quality 79 Lincoln that we could use in the reenactment scenes. Uh, he uh, he acted in it. He got his son to help act in it. His son is, uh, is kind of a local personality. Stephen St. John, a local uh, talk show radio host, uh, put me on the talk show radio the night before we showed the movie, got a little extra publicity. Anyhow, and so Steve and I meet quite often at uh, either the Donut King or Waffle House for breakfast. So I had this idea, well, maybe I'd start getting Steve to tell me little stories and I'd just flip out my cell phone and and record them. So this whole thing is going to be done on cell phone audio. So it might sound a little different. I'll throw the uh, video up on uh, the little bit of video of him up on my YouTube channel. Now this is going to be brought to you by our Venmo supporters. And you guys out there in Venmo, you have really responded to my uh, request for help to keep this podcast going and, and pay for a few things. And maybe one of these days I'll get enough money, I'll even hire somebody to edit it. I'm having trouble editing right now because i got a shoulder impingement from from all that time spent on the computer editing my movie. But anyhow, the uh, so I want to thank all the individual Venmo supporters. Some of you guys, you know who you are, are, are repeat supporters. Uh, let's start off with uh, my friend Casey Walsh. Then there's Francis Land, Mark Ryan, Jonas Barish, Jeffrey Corngold, Alan Turner, Bo Bergerin. Don't forget about John Bernhardt. There's Jason Spurgettis, my friend Paul Nobrega. He's a local guy who I know and helped me out with a movie. He did some voice acting on it for me. Thomas Price, Paul Christian, Trek Goodman, Mario Cernani, Johnny Good. Now, is that your real name, Johnny Good? Christopher Wright and Alan Turner. And I hope I haven't missed anybody. If I have, I apologize. Uh, hit me up on Facebook or or uh, give me another donation. Say, hey, you missed me that last time. That's a good idea. Yeah, Gary, that's a good idea. Give me another donation and communicate that way. Anyhow, I'm just, I'm just kidding. And another thing I'm going to start doing, I mentioned this one other time. You'll have still have some of this old uh, public service announcement. I like doing a public service announcement. I've been doing one of my favorite charities that I've done a lot of personal volunteer work for is, and in regards to drugs and alcohol, um, first call. But I had a long conversation with a fan who, uh, who wanted to talk about the effects of PTSD on some of these mob guys as they were growing up and how did they become such killers, that, that killing up close and personal. Um, so uh, and if, as we got to talking, he, is a, uh, uh, he, he was in the shit over in Iraq and, and Afghanistan. And when he came back, he was, of course, affected by PTSD, and that's what I want to turn my attention to is PTSD. I think it's a, a huge problem. It's a problem among policemen. We don't like to admit it, but uh, I have my own little things, and uh, uh, 
you know, I don't need to go into my my own uh, history particularly, but but you know, just needless to say, uh, I've been married three times. Uh, I've got 34 years of recovery from alcohol abuse, and and so uh, uh, you know, and 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 my childhood wasn't all that great either. So uh, you know, we don't just burst full scene, full bloom into uh, doing some kind of crazy shit that gets us in trouble out there. And, and a lot of these mob guys, they didn't. Uh, you know, as I've done some of their biographies, almost all of them were raised in particularly poor circumstances, but a lot of them had abusive fathers. and uh, So they all kind of came up the same way. Um, now, so as, uh, I'm going to start adding in a PTSD hotline and just a little short promo like I used to for the uh, uh, first call. So I just want to get you ready for that. I may make another uh, go with this and other uh, podcasts uh, that I haven't already edited. i got a few I already edited in. I don't want to have to go in and change them. Uh, but uh, So just get ready for that. Now, we're going to start off with Steve and I. And, and I didn't really, I had this idea while we were sitting at the uh, Waffle House. Uh, eating waffles and and, uh, he starts kind of telling a story and I said just a minute let me turn on my phone recorder here and let's get that story in so we're going to cut in he has been approached by a guy who who wants Steve has taken his share of stolen property uh, and traded out some delighted for some stolen property and and he has bought his share of stolen property he has taken it as payment for to get somebody out on bond and then he turned around and and dealt with uh, mob fence and, and this particular guy was junior bradley so the fbi sent somebody in on him to get him to start talking about junior bradley and what he knew about him and 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 this guy had a case pending and and even they tried to he tried to set steve up to get him to to say something about how he should uh, not talk about junior bradley and junior bradley james junior bradley is a uh is a mob fence i talked about him in the uh, last podcast we we said uh undercover fbi uh, undercover uh State trooper in with an informant on uh, old Junior. Junior's deceased now. He was a good guy. Everybody loved Junior, as I said in that one before. But this is this is Steve telling the story about how uh, the FBI sent ran somebody in on him and and kind of how he handled it. Taking them where they need, and and he says, uh, what was that? He, he said he says Junior Bradley was was unloading them, and he says uh, Junior Bradley's. Uh, you know the black guy i said really he said yeah and he says the fbi is trying to get a hold of me they want to know what i've seen i said well i said what are you asking me for he said well i'm asking you what you think i should do i said i think that you ought to tell the truth truth will set you free i said what you've seen was junior bradley which is a black guy unloading the tvs that's what you tell them what you see is that what you seen yes sir well that's what you do well obviously he got mixed up and, so he and, was he was trying to hook you in by getting you to correct him and say no junior bradley is the white guy He's yeah the exactly guy. exactly which then draws you into yeah, yeah. And, you know too much about it. you know more about it yeah so he i went on to say just tell the truth well, when when I got indicted, you can look at my paperwork and it'll say 
I think the 11th and 12th count is uh, trying to persuade a government informant to lie in a in a uh, in a uh, investigation on Junior Bradley. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" My lawyer says, "What do you mean?" He said, "What well, you see right there?" St. John says, "Yeah." It says he's he's a black guy. Tell him, you know, tell him what you see. They said, "And you know he's white." I said, "Excuse me." I know two Junior Bradleys, one white and one black. And, and I said, I thought, you know, he was talking about the black ones. That's what he said. But well, where, where's the black one at? I said, I don't know. You're the FBI. You find him. <laughs> so they charged me with it. You're a little too clever there. That <laughs> was pretty yeah. clever. I'll, I'll grant you that with that. <laughs> So, you're, uh, you're the kind of guy that's a pain in the ass sometimes. Yeah, I can be. <laughs> so you know they had to they had to finally throw that out. But I mean you know it's just. You guys doing you, okay? You just, yeah. Coffee or anything? No, I'm good. Right. It, it's just sometimes they they want them to say what exactly exactly what they want them to say. Yeah, I mean, if the government informant's got something to say, say what you got to say. Say what you've seen. Why lie? You know, I mean, Junior Bradley had enough on him anyway. He didn't need that. So anyway, Junior was a good friend of mine, and he was a nice guy. And every guard at Leavenworth liked him, and he was just a, hate to say it, he's just a good guy. Even the judges said, boy, you're just one of the nicest guys ever come before me. He was just that type of guy. Yeah, one last Junior Bradley story. I'll tell you about him being a nice guy, then I got to get out of here. But he went into assisted living as he got older. When he came back out of the joint the last time, I had a friend of mine who went into that assisted living and, and he got a hold of me and he's talking about, you know, his experience going in. He said, Oh, he said, There's this guy down here. Uh, his name is Jim Bradley or James Bradley or something like that. And I knew who he was talking about. And, and he said, he's just been such a great help for me. I didn't know what I was doing. I was having a hard time getting around. And and, and he just really made it, you know, easy for me to hook me up with, the, you know, the right services down there. Just like he did in prison. Just like he did in prison. He did the same thing for people in prison. I mean, that's a wonderful guy. He's an interesting guy. He used to go to church every day down there. And he would help him with St. Joseph Day. Yeah. He cooked oh, yeah. and made cookies. He was a, he was a great guy. Yeah. They they loved him down there. They fought over him down there. Those old women. Yeah, oh, I bet. No, they did. <laughs> I heard he that too. After, after that, I heard some other stories yeah. about how all the old women just loved him. They down loved him because he was helping all the time. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't really want anything from him. No, no. He, he just. Yeah. He was just a good guy. Uh, and, and folks, if you don't know who Ginger Bradley is, <laughs> he is a longtime career criminal fence. The most well-known fence of stolen property in Kansas City. <laughs> I just had breakfast the other day with a couple of Midtown businessmen who are pretty successful. And, and they're interested in the mob stuff. And I brought up, I said, well, you guys grew up out here around uh, oh, St. Elizabeth's Parish and, and uh, Visitation Parish. And they were both Irish Catholic. Yeah, sure. And, and I said, I bet, you, I bet your dads went into juniors and... And he had a grocery store out there and, and bought stuff out of the back room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that and I get a fifth. This guy, he said, I used to, uh, 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 what he said, my dad would go in there and say, I, I need the fifth commandment today on Sundays. And he'd give Junior to sell him a fifth of scotch on Sundays. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, they had all kinds of stuff that had been boosted property so everybody yeah. could buy clothes and whatever they needed about half price sure. going to the store. Sure. So it's uh, 
Everything fell off a truck. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got to get going. I'll talk to you later, Steve. See you. All right. Well, folks, that was the special bonus episode brought to you by the Venmo subscribers. If you, too, want to be a get your name mentioned on a Venmo special feature, why, hit me up on my Venmo app. It's uh, Jake's Law. Buy me a cup of coffee or a shot in a beer or, or uh, whatever you want to just to help the podcast out. Well, if you know somebody that has a problem with PTSD, and particularly if they are a veteran, call 1-800-273-8255. Press 1 if you're a veteran. You can get some help. Uh, remember, PTSD is a real thing, and you can get help for it. And it ain't at the bottom of a bottle, I'll tell you that right now. If you want to see my latest movie uh, on Amazon Prime, which is doing quite well, I'm really pleasantly surprised with, with what it's done. A lot of you uh, you wiretappers went out there and, and hit it right away like I asked, and, and that amped it up in their algorithms, and, and they put it up where a lot of more people could see it. And so I've got a lot more downloads in it. It's, not, it's partly about the money, but and the money is what makes you think that you've done something. But it's more about just wanting people to know this history in Kansas City and about what we did here in Kansas City. So I'm, I'm proud of what I did back in 1976, 77, 78, and 79. It was, and it was fun, too. If you want to see my original movie, it's on uh, Amazon Prime, Gangland Wire. And a little tip, folks, if you want to get them for $1.99, you go to the other purchase options and you'll find the SD version. I have my book. Leaving Vegas, How FBI Wiretaps Ended Mob Domination of Las Vegas Casinos. That's in the Kindle version. And in the Kindle version, it's a link to uh, all the audio that I got out of the court case uh, on the skimming from Las Vegas. I got my Kansas City Mob Tour app, of course. Those are all the things that, that we sell to help you learn about Kansas City Mob history and help keep the old podcast going. Good night, folks. Music provided by our good friend and super fan from Portland, Oregon, Casey McBride. Thanks, Casey.